Hey y'all, it's Daphne and Velma, and welcome to another episode of Stir the Pot. STP. We're back again. I don't know and where that the came white from. Bands. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about your week. We gotta talk about this. So <laughs> my birthday was back in April. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big birthday person, so we didn't really talk about it. Um, but we finally had a chance to go out and kind of do something for it. Mm-hmm. So, me and Daphne <laughs> and our buddy at Electric Lady Lounge, mm-hmm. our tattoo buddy, um, all went out thrifting. Mm-hmm. And Antiquing, and really. Antiquing. Okay, I'm sorry. Not I'm, to... from, I'm from Indiana. We call it thrifting. <laughs> I'm going to pop some well, we, tags. I'm like, got $20, $20 in, in my pocket. pocket. <laughs> And scene. <laughs> this is mm, mm, awesome. See it in Oh, skin. good job. Thank I you so much. myself. Thank <laughs> you. Um, however, so we went antiquing, and we are big fans of the podcast Morbid, who recently yes. just did an episode on the, the Somerton Man. Man. And I've always been interested in that case, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, oh my gosh, I've got to cover it. So I ordered it, and I got myself like a new age copy of it. I want to just backtrack. Like a new age. Okay. (laughs) A newer copy. Yeah. That is a hard thing to explain. Yeah. Like a recent, recently printed copy. Yeah. Like (laughs) one of like the ones that you get like at mass market. Right. ones. Just so I could read it and see what it was about because I was very interested and I like poetry. And I like the Somerton man. I know. I'm starting to babble. I'm so sorry. (laughs) So we go antiquing yesterday and we found. In the middle of Indiana. Nowhere. Middle of nowhere, Indiana. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. The fifth edition from 1899 of the Rubiot. Yep. It was crazy. You had pointed out to me uh, like a really old palm reading book. Right. Those so are I was purple. looking at that and then I glanced up and see uh, this little printed, you know, description card. Yeah. It's like the Rubiot. And I, I wasn't even paying attention. My pants. Yeah. Um, and these two lovely ladies bought it for me for my birthday. Yes. And copyright 1898. I'm sorry. I'm going to be rambling for a second, but I've gone through <laughs> this book already a little bit. I found where the page in theory would have been mm-hmm. for the Summerton Man. The Tamam should. The Tamam should. <laughs> However,. I've done a lot of research, and I'm just going to sum up a couple things that I found. One, I found out that the copy that he had was from 1945, so Mm -hmm. this one's older. So cool. Which is is super interesting to me. Um, And his was only the first edition. This one has all five of the editions in it. Okay. So his was probably like a thinner copy. Yeah. Um, So I'm also going to, reading the book itself that I ordered. I'm not reading this one because right. it's too fragile. Right. Um, his his was not a first edition. It was a newly printed copy of the first edition, yes. right? Okay. Yeah. Did I, I say that right? No, I just was trying to piece that together. Yeah, it was a newly printed copy of the first, first okay. edition right. um, in 1945. Yep. So, um, so I looked at that. I got pictures of all those as well. So I started reading the actual book itself of the Rubiat, which has like a pre preface, preface, whatever, <laughs> and it talks about who Omar. Can you say that for me? Let me see it again. 
I could, I mean, I have no, I don't, I mean. I know. I'd say Kayam. Okay. There's probably more pronunciation involved in that H, but I'm not okay. going to attempt it. Okay. So I would say Kayam. And we say Omar Kayam. If we mispronounced it, I apologize. But there's a very interesting story that goes along with him himself. Mm-hmm. As well as we learn a little bit about his backstory and who he actually was. Velma just gave me a little, like, background nutshell of it, and it is crazy. It's very (laughs) interesting. So now I'm history nerding out so bad about (laughs) Omar. Um, Which, who, tell, tell them who, what he did, who he was, when he was. So he was the one that wrote the Rubiat, Mm -hmm. and he... I know he died in 1128, mm-hmm. um, and so this was a long time ago. 11th century. 11, yeah. Yeah. Um, he, I don't want to give the whole story because I want to go over this in a whole different episode, yeah. including the poetry, because I'm going to read the entire book now that I'm in, this invested in it. <laughs> um, but basically, he had a friend that was a vizier, and he ended up studying science during this time frame and became a teacher and has a whole story behind him but pretty much he's almost as interesting as the Summerton man himself. Oh, okay. So I am very excited to do that case. Now there's going to be a fire lit under me. Where is he from? Persia. Did yes. I not say that? Okay. No. <laughs> yeah, he's from so Persia. So he's in an 11th century mm-hmm. Persian philosopher, theologian, philosopher, yeah. scientist, poet. Wow. Um, and this is a love poetry book, but it also has to do with the love after death. Life after death? Life after death and love okay. after death is oh, from what I understand. Okay. Um, so I'm very, and since he was also a scientist during that time frame, I think this is going to be a very interesting read. That's so cool. I want to read it after you. And this book that these lovely ladies also bought me has pictures in it. Oh, yeah. That are etched out like of, what etchings. did it say? I, I I think all of them might be a little bit different, but mm-hmm. the ones that we were looking at were some kind of etching. Photo etching, yeah. And it just, they're and all something beautiful. That's, yeah, something that is, I think all of the uh, Rubiats are beautifully mm-hmm. illustrated mm-hmm. because I had like posted on my own social mm-hmm. media that we bought it just because it's like a cursed mm-hmm. book and it's mm-hmm. really cool. And it turns out a very good friend of mine that I've known like literally since I was nine, her and her fiance bought a Rubiat. Um, and it is an, an older copy oh, as wow. well. And it's Do you know what year? I don't remember what year exactly, and I don't think I could like find it on the page, but it looks like an older book. Okay. But she didn't even know that it was true crimey. Yeah. And so she texted me and was like, Oh my gosh, like me and uh, my fiance bought that a couple years ago. Like so it was just crazy that it was like we're talking about it for the podcast you buy it online you know it arrived like that day we go to the middle of Indiana we find an old 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 copy at this random antique mall and it's an amazing shape beautiful condition kind of flipping through right now like I have to be very gentle because it is older but like oh my goodness beautiful condition and then my friend who lives in Texas Mm mm-hmm has a copy also. <laughs> That's amazing. And my dad immediately knew 
I texted my family group chat about it, and he was like, "Oh, Omar Khayyam, the 11th century Persian theologian." I know I was you like, told How? me that. Yeah. I think my fiance told you that. It was yeah. we were talking about. It. Yeah, and I was just like, <laughs> "That is totally something my dad so, would know immediately about." <laughs> if you want to see pictures of this, please go to our Instagram at stirthepot underscore pod. Um, this is going to be my pride and joy possession for the rest of my life. Yeah. So once again, thank you. Miss Daphne and Miss Bree at Electric Lady Lounge. This is beautiful. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad. Nobody will ever... And I... Once I do the episode, I'm going to read the whole book. Mm-hmm. I'm now super invested. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. And I'm if, so glad you like it. And if I go missing or I end up on a beach <laughs> with weird cigarettes in my pocket, that nobody's going to understand those references unless you come back and listen later. Yes. Um then you know why. Yep. Because it was... The Rubiat. I like saying that word. I know, it's a good word, Rubiat. What did I... I can't spell it to save my life. I realized that when R-U-B-A-I-Y-A-T. I was trying to text it. R-U-B-A-I-Y-A-T. Yeah. Congratulations <laughs> to you. I would kept going Ruby-Yat. What did... Yeah. Ruby... I kept saying Rubicon the first day <laughs> that we brought it home. <laughs> When yeah, the, Rub- the Rubicon. When <laughs> when we told your uh, fiance about this, he's like, as long as it's not the Necronomicon, and I was just like, oh yeah, <laughs> yes, and his we buddy. Found that. Oh my god, does that even exist? Mm-hmm. <gasps> now that I'm done talking about um, myself, let's go ahead and talk about Miss Daphne. What's going on in your world? We, <laughs> we are gearing up for my bridal shower. Which I'm oh, yeah, yeah. Super excited about. This comes out, I think, the 7th of June. Mm-hmm. And it's like a couple days from then. Yeah. It's super be stoked fun. for that. I just, uh, as of recording this, which we're like recording a little bit in advance, mm-hmm. which happens <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> we're doing our best. But um, I just finished all of my wedding planning. Mm-hmm. So all my vendors are. Paid for. It's not even that. It shouldn't even be that complicated because I'm eloping. Yeah. <laughs> so I just kind of probably made it more complicated than it needed to be. But that's who I am as a person. And it's going to be beautiful. And I'm so excited. I've seen the dress. I've seen everything. <sighs> I cannot wait. You are going to look like a glowing star. Thank I can't you. wait. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm and so excited. The shower's going to be fun. I'm also yes. helping plan the yep. bachelor bachelorette party yep. which is just going to be like a fun gathering hanging out yeah we haven't uh we my fiance and i i say recently bought this house but we've it's, been, had, it's been a year it's almost no it was like last november oh wow yeah <laughs> so yeah. anyway i guess my whole life has just been revolving around this house since we bought it <laughs> but we have most of our friends have not been over because it's been so cold also yeah. it's literally just now getting warm yeah so we're having a big pool party with all yeah. of our friends and thank you so much to velma who not only like suggested it and like helped push me to do it which is not you know i wouldn't do something like that like that i wouldn't do something like that for myself like, without a wonderful friend helping me. So, thank you. I'm really excited. I'm eternally single. I will never let somebody get married without a party. We gotta gotta mourn that shit. Right. (laughs) (laughs) 
And, you know, we didn't want to do anything big and go somewhere, so we're just having it at the house. We're having a pool party, mm-hmm. and I just want to get drunk with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> drunk, stoned, and getting boned. No! No! <laughs> okay, let's not. <laughs> I think I'm going to leave that in there, to be honest with you. That's, that was a really... <laughs> Whoopsies! Oh man, my bad. So, anyways, what what what, what else do we do on this podcast? Yeah, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Um, so, oh, do you want to? Uh, are we gonna? You wanna? Yeah, what you are know we, what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. What am I? What are we saying? Is it time for the the refer the refer review? No, no. <laughs> the refer report. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> time for the refer report. We smoked a little bit beforehand. We're smoke. We're smoking at night. Okay. We are recording at night. We are also smoking at night. We're also smoking at night. Take out the trash at night. Do you get... Did you watch... Are you not Spongebob-y? No. No. I'm sorry. The hash slinging. I was like early, early Spongebob. The slash bringing. I'll stop. Okay. I don't... I'm sorry. The hash slinging slasher. I don't... We'll have to... We should... I I have this whole conversation with my coworker today because... She has also not seen Spongebob. And I was like, dude, you've got to watch this. I've seen, like, the first, like, four seasons when I was little. But, like, then I stopped. Oh, man. It was, like, a core TV show in my family growing up. Really? Both, even my parents loved it. Yeah. Like, they'd be like, let's all, that was, like, we just ate dinner together. Yeah. What are we going to do? We all watch Spongebob together. Um, so, I think Spongebob was the last of... The ones that my parents let me watch. But Nickelodeon right after like the first four years got a little bit weird. I don't know if you remember that. What? They got weird. Like what? There was Rocco's Modern Life that came on. I loved Rocco's Modern Life. Not that I don't. It was cute. Or Ren and Stimpy. But like my parents There were some weird ones now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Monsters, Inc. Monsters Inc. Nope, like, that's not it. Monsters. <laughs> ah, real monsters. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah, that one was scary. Yeah, and I was like say Monsters Inc. Uh, yeah, and yeah, all, all real monsters are scary. Um, and my parents were like, "All right, we're gonna put a stop on Nickelodeon." Sure. So they kind of geared me towards Disney. So I was a yeah. big fan of like a Ren. Nope, Ren Stevens is what I want to say. Um, <laughs> even Stevens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So we did a lot of that too. We were. But we also, man, now that I think, we kind of watched a lot. I, it doesn't feel like we watched a lot of TV, mm. but we did watch a bunch of TV shows. Yeah. Because we also watched, like, the old stuff. Seventh Heaven? No, we didn't do that one. Oh, yeah, we did Seventh when Heaven. When my little, my poor little sister, my little sister's 12 years younger than me. Oh, my god. So, when my little sister was, like, three, yeah, my mom whipped out her old, like, the TV shows she grew up watching in like the seventies and eighties, well, yeah, se- yeah, uh-huh. late seventies and eighties, and and that's like the people making those shows weren't on drugs. <laughs> oh, absolutely, sure. Because it's like I I don't know if you'll know any of these, but I'm gonna list a couple. Mm-hmm. And if you feel so compelled, which I highly recommend, Google these because it's fucking crazy. Whoops, Google these because it's totally bonkers these shows i'm writing them down so there's lidsville l-i-d-s-ville whatever and it's it's a bunch of people in giant hat 
costumes and the hats have faces and like talk. So super weird. So Lidsville, Sigmund the Sea Monster. Okay. Big fan of that one. Uh, land of the Lost. That's the land of the lost. They made that into a movie not too long ago, right? I have no idea. Okay. Yeah, because there was the uh, with the sleigh real- stacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I could go on. I'm going to stop there. Those are okay. some of the weird... I, I like... I mean, Lidsville is the weirdest one. Gosh. The Bugaloo... Bugaloos? The Bugaboos? Bugaloos. I don't know. Bugaboos? I don't know. I'll try and post some of these on our... Uh, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, see if I can that's look up some idea. of the weird imagery for this. Yeah. Because I am all about it. I love, like, the canceled TV shows. Yeah. Or, like, the cursed TV shows. Like, did you ever know there was, like, a cursed episode of Spongebob? We're not going to go into this. Maybe I'll do it. Oh, yeah. Reefer, reefer report. Yep. So back to the reefer report. <laughs> Today we are smoking, what is it? Banana Kush. Um, first off, we're smoking it out of these new pop cones that we found. It looks like Pop-Tarts boxes. Yeah. So the boxes. Or the okay. colors and the font. It's so cute. It looks it just like really Pop-Tarts. It is really cute. I'm, a, I don't, I'm just, I have to say, I'm a, I'm a really insanely large Pop-Tart fan. I don't know if you remember this about yes, me. Yes, I do. Um, I have, like, consistently had s'mores Pop-Tarts. This is, I am almost embarrassing to say out loud now that I'm saying this out loud. I have had s'mores Pop-Tarts almost consistently, like, at least five times a week for my whole memory of my life. That for, like, me- as long as I can remember. I am so jealous. That makes me so happy for you. And the other thing... I can't have them now. Yeah, you can't. I mean, I could, but I am trying to eat healthy. Wedding. I get it. Yeah. But I also know that you gave your crust to your little Pupsibles. Yes. And so she's probably real pissed at you right now. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, she's probably real mad. I would give her... Because even if she heard the crinkle, I could say... Leia, do you want a Pop-Tart? And she, like, knows what I'm talking about. Yep. It was her, like, favorite thing. See, she really knew. She needed to be on a... She needed to go on a diet, too. Uh, oh, my cats, do too. <laughs> Anyways, back to... The, we're gonna get this oh, yeah. review done. <laughs> okay. All right, so the here. pop cones, they are the ones that have, like, the little pearl inside or whatever, and you crunch it. Yep. Uh, flavor, whatever. So, there are four different flavors. Banana cream, uh, tropical mango, super sweet, and strawberry jam so i rolled two random flavors and we've got to figure out what they are that's just like a fun game we're doing today this we, one i can't tell what it is now that I, I haven't been thinking about it at all I'm trying to smell it's it. you can taste well, it's oh yeah we'll talk good. about it we'll talk about how it smokes at the end yeah, yeah. so <laughs> i almost went into it <laughs> right so meet us at the end to find out our review on the the popcorns but back to what we're smoking um we're doing banana kush that's a hybrid it definitely smells really fruity. It says it's supposed to smell like banana. I just smell fruity. But one thing I did find out is it, one of my favorite vape uh, strains of all time mm-hmm. is strawberry banana or strawmana. Oh, and this uh, is one of the, this strawmana comes from the sky. And I didn't know that. Oh, cute. And so I wanted to throw that out there because that's a yeah. fun for me. But, um... If you meet us at the end of the show, we'll give you our version of the Reefer Review. Ta-da! <laughs> so then, 
Miss Daphne, today is your episode. That means I don't gotta do a damn thing. You are correct. So what are we talking about? Uh, so, this is a very tumultuous case. Um, we are going to be talking about the murder of Betsy Faria. Um, I just recently, actually, how I heard about this case was, I was talking on the phone to my mom, and she was like, oh my gosh, you have to listen to this podcast, I just listened to it, and she normally doesn't listen to any kind of, like, true crime stuff, um, at all. Okay. And she doesn't even know I have this podcast actually <laughs> so I'm hoping she doesn't get too farther too much farther into the true crime world because <laughs> I don't want her stumbling upon this oh, yeah. she's gonna, just yet she's gonna look up different podcasts about this case and then she's oh, gonna see this one and then gosh. be like <gasps> I did not even think about that I doubt it oh no, no no yeah there's no way there's no way there's no way and anyway does, who's to say that she'll even know it's you oh okay <laughs> She'll know it's me. That was sarcasm. <laughs> so anyway, she says, Daphne, you have to listen to this podcast. Daphne. Daphne. You have to do this for me. Daphne. Daphne. Have you seen Bridgerton yet? No. Ugh. But you're not the only one that's talking to me about Bridgerton. Dude, I'm and telling you. The person that is also writing my back about Bridgerton sometimes listens to these episodes and I want you to know I'm talking to you and I know I'm going to watch it, but you have to keep up your end of the deal first. Sorry. That's fair. You did. That's fair. (laughs) I'm calling you out on the podcast. Anyway, (laughs) she says, my mother says to me, Daphne, you have to listen to this podcast. It's totally bananas. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, okay, okay, okay. And... I immediately take her advice, of course, because she's the greatest person on the planet for me. And holy crap, this case is insane. I remember this case, like, listening to a podcast to it a couple years ago. But you got to refresh my memory because I've never seen all about yes. Pam. I've never listened to the podcast. So, yeah, so Come. I listened to the podcast <laughs> by, I think it's by Dateline. So I listened to the podcast by Dateline, which highly, highly, highly recommend, y'all. I'm not going to be able to give you as much information as that podcast is, so for surezies, go listen to it. Why do you say that about yourself? Just because I'm, it's like a, it's like a 10 episode long podcast. Oh, I thought you were. <laughs> no, 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 not a, not in a, I'm at like, my own. don't talk poorly about my friend. <laughs> Daphne. <laughs> don't talk poorly about my Daphne. <laughs> Oh gosh. my gosh! No, not at all. No, no. I just, I just time wise, okay. it's not possible. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's like theatrical. So anyway, so the Dateline podcast, I listened to that, totally crazy. And then I was like, oh my gosh, we should watch it. So me and my fiance Fred, <laughs> me and Fred have watched it over the last like week or so. And then I just listened to the Morbid podcast covering it, mm-hmm. which I, I'm, like, listening to Morbid backwards right now for some reason. Okay. So they covered it over, like, Christmas okay. last year or something. Okay. Anyway, it's just insane. I can't even, I mean... Tell me why it's, it's insane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Tell Here, me the here's, here's this. <laughs> Take it away from me. Take it away. <laughs> so we gotta get it together. I, so the last big case that I covered was Adnan Syed, right? Mm-hmm. Which was like a case where the justice system failed, oh, like viciously. Um, and I find myself leaning towards those, like wanting to cover those cases when I find them because it's just so baffling to me. I find myself leaning towards these cases where there's, like, where the justice system fails because it's so, I want to, like, learn everything about it and, like, see how it happens right. and that kind of stuff because I, I, I am a big believer in our justice system and what it was founded on and how, you know, the ba- the base the bones of it i guess you right. could say the skeleton yeah and it is just insane seeing it so like disrespected well, <laughs> and i know i love court cases like i can watch any kind of court case but like let's I don't want to talk too deeply into this one either, but let's look at what's going on with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I was literally just thinking about that. There's just some crazy, or like, all of the different media sources that are allowed in these um, court just cases It makes a mockery now. of it, and it gets corrupt, and like this, like... And then you've got the trial by media on top of the actual right. trial itself, and then people can't even be serious about their judgments when mm-hmm. they're... And then it's not fair to the people. Mm-hmm. That's, I am... I very much so like court cases, yeah. and I love the idea of an actual court proceeding, like the old imagery of the, like the wigs and all that. Like yeah. to me, that's just fascinating. However, I agree with you. I think yeah. that there's so many times now where you're like, "What? Yeah, what people? I mean, I know a couple people personally who mm. have the, it, on on both ends of the." Mm-hmm spectrum kind of been failed by the court system where one something too harshly happened and the other like Mm -hmm. needed more Mm -hmm. attention than they were getting yeah so this case is uh just a a shocking example of a corrupt small town government vibe okay kind of thing so I'm going to tell you a little bit about Betsy. Heavens um, to Betsy. Heavens to Betsy. She really seemed like a lovely person. Um, I'm not going to get way too much into it, but she uh, had two daughters, um, and they were pretty young at the time, like young teenager-y. Okay. Um, she had been married to Russ for a long time. They had like, a normal marriage. They had their ups and downs. She was 42 at the time of her death. Okay. So she was, you know, it was, it's it's tragic. And I will tell you why it's so tragic in just here in just okay. a second. So she had a pretty regular marriage with Russ. Um, there was a point where they split for about a year. And then kind of at the end of that year, they were like, what are we doing? Like, we want to be together. And then it was good from there on. I think a lot of healthy relationships, like, do that. Every, yeah. Because every, people grow. You go sometimes... through phases in your life, absolutely. Yeah. There's growing pains, even. That's kind of what my mom always called it in various relationships. Like, in my life, when I would complain mm. to her about it, she would say it's growing pains. Yeah. Um, you know, when your body grows, it. Yeah. you know, it's the same thing, so... Right. Relationships have to go through these 
phases, and that's exactly. totally okay. Yeah. Totally okay. Within reason. Yes. It's obviously sometimes not totally okay. No, right. But when it's just, a, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, right. Like when <laughs> you know you're growing and you're learning about, because as you get older, you learn more about yourself. Yes. When you're younger and you're in your, they must have gotten married young, they might not have known everything about themselves yet. You right. Know? I, I don't think they got together super young, but they had been together for a long time okay, at this cool. point. Yeah. Um, Anyways, go on. <laughs> I'll stop interrupting. Give me the joint. Okay. I'm going to bring it way down here now, so sorry okay. about this. Um, she was diagnosed with cancer in 2010. Okay. Um, she kind of went through battling cancer. It went into remission. They had this whole celebration of life cruise planned. Awesome. I can't do that. Sorry. They had this whole celebration of life cruise planned um, that was happening in a couple months. And they were, you know, so excited. It was like friends and family going. And uh, I believe two months before their cruise uh, was supposed to happen, they found out that the cancer was back and that it had spread to her liver. So the doctors gave her, I think, four to five years to live. Did they still go on the cruise? They did still go on the cruise, which... This is good. Yeah. They def- they had they definitely had a blast because Russ actually uh arranged for Betsy to swim with dolphins and that was like one of her lifelong dreams was to swim with dolphins. Thelma's about to cry. <laughs> I am not. I don't have emotions. I don't have emotions. This is, it's really sad and it's you're gonna be angry at the end of this. Okay. So yeah, so they went on the cruise. It was beautiful. Russ is, you know, obviously thoughtful and caring. And yeah. he also, it was noted, like, his friends and family, You could there's, like, reports of how devastated he was with this situation, yeah. obviously. Yeah. It's his wife. So around the time that Betsy was diagnosed with cancer, an old acquaintance came back into her life, a woman named Pam Hupp. Betsy and Pam knew each other because they worked together uh, a couple years prior at an insurance agency. Oh, okay. Okay. So, <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, they worked together at an insurance agency a couple years prior. They knew each other a little bit as uh-huh. co-workers. They kind of fell out of touch. When Betsy was diagnosed with cancer, Pam came back into Betsy's life and they quickly became very close And Pam was very helpful. She was always there to take Betsy to her appointments. She was always there to do anything that the family needed. Uh, She was a really good friend to that family during that time. Um, Betsy, or not Betsy. Pam has two kids. She's married. She's a very kind of, yeah, around the same age. Um... She had a home flipping business at the time when she came back into Betsy's life. Okay. Um, she uh, also had some negative things about her. But yeah. just so I can kind of paint you a picture, she definitely seems like somebody who would probably be a Karen. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's got a little, you know, a little blonde bob. A Pam. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> in every sense of the name, a Pam. A Pam. <laughs> Always was known to have a big gulp cup from the gas station. Also, they're, they're in Missouri. So this oh is like God. the most Missouri Pam. Pilla, my big gulp cup. <laughs> That, that's, you know, what I'm trying to say here, or no? <laughs> You're shaking your head no. I didn't know that that's what people from Missouri sound like, but maybe I just didn't That's know. what Pam sounds like. Okay, cool. Anyways, I love the golf cup. I know the golf cup. Yeah, but the, that big, mm. yes. She had, uh, I think it was like cherry Coke with two pumps of vanilla or something. Anyway. I shouldn't know that in my brain. You know, always has a nice bag. You yeah. know, the type. I like her. Soccer mom. I'm just kidding. I don't like her. You Please do don't. not like I her. Don't. So, she I also... I like the description. Yes. Yes. It's really stunning. <laughs> <laughs> and the show, I think it's on Peacock, the streaming service. Okay. Which, like, I'm getting really fed up with all these streaming services. Mm-hmm. It's really obnoxious. Yeah, there's way too many. <laughs> there's way too many of them. Anyway, uh, the one that Dateline just came out with, the Dateline came out with the podcast and then the TV show. Uh-huh. The TV show is all done by all actors. Okay. And the lady who plays Pam nails it, like, squarely on the head. I'm it's crazy. going to watch this yes. later. Yes. What am I talking about? Oh, anyway, Pam. Pam. It's all about Pam. It's all about Pam. The thing about Pam. The thing about Pam. That's what that show's called. So she, you know, that's kind of her general description, her life, what she does, whatever. She also is kind of known to be like a serial sewer. Um, Maybe not so much serial, but like she had sued what? I heard that as serial sewer, as in like where the Ninja Turtles live. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I gotta calm down. Where the Ninja Turtles live? Oh my oh. lord. She's not no, going to see like, Leonardo today. <laughs> I just saw somebody with a really cool Ninja Turtles tattoo on the back of their neck. Yeah? It was really cool. And I, I can't remember anything about it, except I was like, whoa, cool tattoo. <laughs> my uh, niece, shout out to my niece, I can't say her name, but she's going to be on the podcast one day. Nice. She's. I even know what show she's going to do. Nice. Anyways, she loves the Ninja Turtles, and it's the blue one that she really likes, and I want to say that's Leonardo. She's going to be really mad at me that I don't know. I think it's Leonardo. I can't remember. But the me. red one is Michelangelo. Oh, because I was concerned that it was the red one was Leonardo. Then the blue one has to be Leonardo. Yeah, I'm almost. Maybe I shouldn't say that out loud. I could be wrong. <laughs> okay, but so that's really characters. cool. Yes. Okay. But anyways, one, yeah. Um, I I have a funny anecdote with Ninja Turtles. Let's hear about my, the Ninja Turtles. My little sister, when she was like three years mm-hmm. old, uh, like two and a half to like. Four, she ran through this phase where she would not answer to her name. She'd like wake up in the morning and tell you what her name was, and it was always some kind of TV show character. Okay. She was really into Gilligan's Island. My sister did the same thing. Yes! But not Gilligan's Island. Okay. It was just so like So my my sister, she was really into Gilligan's yeah. Island. She was really into Scooby Doo and she was really into the Ninja Turtles. Was she Daphne? Yes. She would be Gilligan. She would be um, Velma. Yeah, she'd be. She would be all of them. Oh, that's all amazing. of the characters. That's 
That's not and uh, from the Ninja Turtles, she would just be the Ninja Turtles, like Michelangelo, Raphael. She would just pick one of those four. But all the other ones, it was like the whole main crew. She would cycle through the names, and we would be out in public, and we would have to like address her as Gilligan. <laughs> Because if you would say her actual name, she would like look and this is like a three year old baby. She's oh like does she's like bald still at this point in her life. <laughs> and tiny, 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 oh tiny. Oh my god. It was so funny. Oh my god. Gilligan. <laughs> or ginger, you know, from from Gilligan's Island. Oh yeah. And she'd go, I'm ginger today. <laughs> It was so cute. I love kids. Oh my gosh. It was so cute. Okay, anyways, Pam. Oh yeah. (laughs) Back to Pam. She's not with the Ninja Turtles. What was I? Oh, I was talking about her suing suing. people. Oh, that's right. Not sewering people. Bro. Oh my lord. All right. (laughs) Suing as in court proceedings. Not as in... Toilet water. Not as in where the drainage goes. <laughs> okay. So, a quick example. Mm-hmm. There was something from an old office job that she had where she claimed a filing cabinet fell on her head <laughs> and gave her a brain injury. And this actually comes up later on. So, just okay. tuck that information away in your brain somewhere. <laughs> I gotta Google what this one looks like. Okay. Oh my gosh. Please, and then tell me how accurate my description was. Okay. I'm gonna tell you a little bit more information really quick. Yeah, keep going. Okay, so that's all about Pam. So mm-hmm. Pam has now weaseled her way back into Betsy's life. Are you looking at her? <laughs> Holy. Wait, is it a recent picture? You gotta look at her from when she was younger, because now she looks like a sea witch. Yeah. I wouldn't say younger. I don't think that the age has really actually changed. Yeah, on that face. she looks pretty beat up in that. <laughs> uh, the actress looks much better on the TV show than she does in real life or than Pam does in real life, I guess. She looks like uh, a um a uh, uh, bitch. <laughs> you see why I say Karen? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. She looks uh you know who she looks like? No. <laughs> Evan Peters with a fat suit and a lot of really bad makeup. Yeah. Sorry, That's Evan terrifying. Peters. I am down. I'm very Evan attracted. Peters. <laughs> I'm very attracted to the actual Evan Peters, but this person this is like person, a very bad, bad, nasty version of Evan Peters. This Pam has definitely been through the ringer. Or or actually probably a lot of ringers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a lot of Diet Cokes. She, no, Cherry Coke. She, yeah, you can tell she drinks a lot of soda. Wait. Wait, was this the woman that played her on... Yeah, that's the actress. You know who that is, right? No. That's Renee Zellweger. I don't know who that is. Okay. Should I know who that is? Yep. Why should I know who that is? Hold on. Because she um, has a very sad... Very sad story. Oh, However, no. Why? Uh, she was bullied into getting... She was in... Nope, I think I'm lying. She was bullied into getting, like, a lot of face surgeries done. <gasps> she was Ugh. in Bridget Stone- Jones, Bridget Jones's Diary. I haven't seen any of those. Chicago? Nope. 
Me, myself, and Irene? Nope. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm feeling really old right now. I mean, there are large gaps in my pop culture knowledge. Yeah. Anyways, we need to get back to this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we probably should take all that out. Okay, anyways, let's go. Nah, we'll see. So, yeah, you see what I'm saying and what so she, she looks like? she had head injury, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, so, yeah, that fake head injury, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's Pam. Mm-hmm. We're back in 2011. Okay. Betsy had recently gotten that uh, very devastating prognosis on her health developments. Mm-hmm. So it's December 3rd, 2011. Okay. It's December 3rd. No, it's October 3rd. Yep. I always mess that line up and I always try to quote it because I try to do it <laughs> when we were we have an event on September 3rd. And I tried to do it then too. Anyways, <laughs> December 3rd. That's really hilarious. I always mess that up. Oh, that's so funny. No, so it's December 3rd, 2011. Okay. Uh, and there's a strange... Happenings. There's a strange happenings about. There's something strange that happens on that date. What? What strange happenings? Betsy. Betsy makes Pam the beneficiary of her life insurance policy. Well, that's odd. Odd. Which in the it's a hundred hundred and fifty thousand dollar life insurance policy. So that's random. Ain't nothing to shake a stick at if you know what I'm saying. As she already knew that her prognosis was bad. Sure. So she knew that she sure. was not going to come out. Right. Okay. So. Sorry, that sounds bad. I just didn't know how else to work. Yeah, I gotta go. Oh, my God. Okay. You are not wrong. Uh, you're not wrong. So later on, later on, Pam, Pam will say, and this could be, this is, this could be true. Mm-hmm. Who knows, but this is what Pam kind of claimed mm-hmm. one of the things that Pam, 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 one of the things that Pam claimed later on. Oh, my Lord. Okay. <laughs> she says, Pam claims. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. This was fake. I can't say it for some reason. <laughs> questioned it's you know she's she says a million different things to the cops this is one of the claims that she makes regarding this insurance sitch is <laughs> that Russ was bad with money um one of the daughters i think the older daughter had actually at one point actually stolen quite a lot of money from the, the grandmother um I think there was some substance abuse problems amongst the daughters. And then they were also young. The daughters were young. So Betsy was like, these were all, or Betsy, Pam was like, (laughs) Pam was like, these are all Betsy's reasons to why she named me the beneficiary. She wanted me to take care of the girls. Da, 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 da. Which Which is, there could be some kernels of truth in there because it comes out later on, like, Betsy fully did go 
do this. Like, or there was a witness. Like, a, a couple people came forward, and I think the librarian who, like, notarized the life insurance policy change was like, yeah, no, they <clears throat> definitely both came in here. Like, I remember this happening. So it definitely happened. We just... We'll did, never know what Betsy's actual motives were. Did Betsy have a lot of family and, like, really yes. close friends? Okay. She was close with her parents. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, crazy. Super mm-hmm. weird. Just an anomaly. That's why I'm, like, telling you about it now. Also, in the timeline, it, like, mm-hmm. happened. And yeah. that's just weird that it happened. Yeah. Because. Because. What's that from? Monsters, Inc. Because it bloodletted a child! <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? No. What? <clears throat> I've only seen Monsters University. You're, you're, uh, what? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Because there's a kid in the first one and it's sad. I know there's sad stuff that happens in it and I don't do no. sad. No. You can totally, totally watch Monsters, Inc. 100%. You also told me that I could watch Moana. Somebody dies in Moana. Nobody dies in Monsters, Inc. A kid never sees her stuff. Do you realize? They do see. <clears throat> they, they're fine. <clears throat> when I was like 13, I had a full-on mental breakdown about the song Puff the Magic Dragon. Do you want to know why? Why? Because it literally talks about this kid's... I mean, granted, I know it's probably related to drugs now, but <laughs> at the time, it was about this kid that's leaving Puff in the land of his imagination because he has to grow up and he'll never see him again. That's... Terrifying. Yeah. That's awful. Do you want to know what happened when I was 13? What? I found out I was adopted. <laughs> well, somebody had a worse day than I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I'm sorry. I'm totally... It's, <laughs> it's actually totally cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Only halfway. Yeah. I should, I should clarify. Only halfway adopted. But. You're Sid. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> anyway. Pam! What are we talking about? Pam claims! God, no, no, we got through Pam claims. Mm-hmm. We got through that. Yeah. Because I told you about all those stupid reasonings. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, because. Because. <laughs> I really want to do do. We should go get more Mountain Dew. I can run and go get it. Mountain Dew break. Okay, and we're back with Mountain, Mountain Dew. Dew. <laughs> the Mountain Dews. And and this is not a reference to like the strain Mountain Dew, because I'm sure oh, there yeah. is one. I just want to say that we're actually Actually like, are drinking original Mountain Dews. The M- uh, MTN Dew. Mountain Dew. Normally, I'm not a soda drinker, but when yeah. I am a soda drinker... Yeah, I'm a big Dr. Pepper. I'm also not a Dr. soda drinker, Pepper. but I'm a big Dr. Pepper and fan. And it's McDonald's Dr. Pepper. Yes. Because it gets McDonald's. the extra... F- yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. I'm a big fan of Code Red Mountain Dew. I remember Code Red. Yeah. Delicious. Mm-hmm. And it- Go ahead. No, go ahead. You go ahead. Do you remember Vanique? No. It was a real... I don't know if they still make it, but it was a Moscato Vodka. <laughs> that oh, when you swirled it, it looked like a lava lamp because it had oh. glitter in it. And I would mix that with the blue Mountain Dew. 
and it tastes like gummy bears. Oh my gosh, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, got me very sick many times. I'm sure. <laughs> many times. I'm sure. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So, I, we haven't been on this topic for very long, but who are we talking about again today? Oh my lord. <laughs> oh my lord. Okay, so we just went over the whole insurance thing, and that was December 3rd. Four days later, December 7th, mm-hmm. Betsy has a chemo appointment. Mm-hmm. She has her whole ride situation figured out. With Pam. Nope. Without Pam. Without Pam. Without Pam. Sans Pam. Sans Pam. <laughs> Spam. Spam. <laughs> Spam Pam. Spam Pam. Sans Pam. Sans Pam. Spam. Spam. So, Betsy's plan is to be accompanied to chemo. (laughs) Betsy's spam. Pam. (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. Betsy's plan is to spam. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. It's a sham. Oh, my lord. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Come on, we gotta cram. got it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm gonna get the jam. Somebody call Dan. (laughs) Oh, no. I can't breathe. Oh, no, my flan. (laughs) Wham, ma'am, thank you, ma'am. That's my favorite. (laughs) So, anyway. Anyways. Betsy's plan for that day, December 7th, is to be accompanied to her chemo appointment by an old friend who's, I think her name is Bobby. I think she was actually Betsy's old babysitter. Like she babysat Betsy or she babysat for Betsy's kids? She babysat Betsy. Okay. Yes. Okay. She babysat Betsy. Okay. So Bobby was going to go with Betsy. Bobby did take, she took Betsy to chemo, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. And then, like, Russ was supposed to come pick Betsy up from her mom's house. I don't know. There was, like, a plan set in place. Okay. The plan was not followed. The plan was not followed. Okay. Pam weaseled her way into the situation somehow. Because Betsy was so nice, you know. Oh, Pam, she drove all the way here. Like, I'll just... It'll be fine. Pam takes Betsy home. There's uh, quite a few strategic, dare I say, phone calls in these next couple hours here. You can't see my judgy eyebrows, but I got judgy eyebrows. You do have judgy eyebrows Okay. Tell me about these strategic phone calls. Right, a couple strategic phone calls. So one of them was... The first one I can remember... Okay. (laughs) ...is uh, Betsy and Pam called Pam's husband, I believe, from the car in the driveway. Wait, how are they together? Because Pam drove Betsy home from chemo. On purpose? Well, yeah. Remember, she weaseled her way. There was yeah. a plan. Pam weaseled her way right. in okay. to taking Betsy home from chemo. I don't remember this. Okay, sorry. Okay. Did you just talk well, about I it? literally just... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> like, Where did it go? Okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. So <laughs> I do remember it from like the show, but I didn't remember you saying it just now. So like I do remember it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Remember Bobby, the babysitter? Yes, I got Bobby. I know Bobby. Bobby's, yeah, not, so... Bobby's not shoddy. No, <laughs> she good. Yeah, true. So 
Pam and Betsy are sitting in Pam's <laughs> car in Betsy's driveway. <laughs> <laughs> you tracking? <laughs> I'm with it. Okay. And they call Russ. They call no. They call Pam's husband. I can't remember what his name is. Mark, I think maybe. Mark. I feel like there's a lot of douchebags named Mark, so we're gonna stick with Mark. I think he's a regular guy. Ah, damn. Yeah. But he's married to Pam. He. <laughs> That's such a sham. <laughs> no wham bam, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> Not with Pam. Is that the president of Iran? <laughs> I don't know who leaves Iran. Anyway, oh my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> they're sitting in Betsy's driveway. They call Pam's husband, Mark. In they a van? L- Stop it. <laughs> they leave a message. We can't keep doing this. We can't keep doing this. I'm so sorry. Just because Pam is so easy to rhyme with. I know. So they call Pam's man. So they leave a message for Mark, okay. Pam's husband. And in it, Pam's just like, oh, we just got to Betsy's house. Just wanted to let you know, you know, we're in the car, in the driveway, whatever. I don't know exactly what she says. Kind of like a touching base call. Touching base call. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Betsy gets on and says, you know, Happy New Year, Merry so Christmas. She did talk. Betsy did talk okay. on that message. Okay. Like I said, strategy. Strategy. Strategic. Strategy. That was embarrassing. <laughs> you better leave that. Strategy. Strategizing. Strategized. <laughs> Stratis. Strated. Oh, Stratis. Stratosphere. <laughs> right. Straddle. Snow cone. <laughs> Saddle. Strategization. That's not a word. There's no way. Stratis. All right. We need to move on. Stra- okay. they, it was strategic phone calls. Okay. Strategy was in play. They were this planned is, phone calls yes. to a create intentional an alibi. Intentional, yes. It was not clear at the time that that's what these phone calls were. It's only in hindsight that we're like, oh, this is obviously her trying to set up this shit. Because, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Right. So she made the phone call. So she makes that phone call. Presumably, Betsy goes in the house. Pam goes home. We're going to come back to that later. Okay. That part of it. Okay. So put fast a forward a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Put a pin in the whatever happened with Pam and Betsy at that time. Pam and the Pam <clears throat> was Pam. Right. Fast forward a little bit. Russ comes home from his little game night. He had been, it was Tuesday. Mm-hmm. He had been on a little game night with his friends. I think Aww. he was playing Dungeons and Dragons, <clears throat> which I play Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Oh my god. I know you like Dungeons and Dragons as well. So yeah. fun. I'm like on my first time playing it right now and it's so yeah. much fun. Anyway. We can he, get in a whole tangent about Right, that. I know. Like, we're going to not go down that road right now. <laughs> I may have to stop what I'm going to say because we will end up in the dungeons of the dragons. Right. So, what am I talking about? Oh, yeah. This D&D. is, I'm about to bring it way down here. Oh, okay. So I brought you up with D&D a little bit. Now I'm going to bring it way down. Not a nat 20. Not a nat 20. Russ gets home, and he walks in the front door and sees Betsy lying in the living room on the floor. And from what he can tell, her wrists are cut, there's blood, he immediately calls 911, and places an extremely emotional 911 call. 
when it comes to somebody that loses a loved one, you can There's never... No, yeah. Everybody reacts differently. You can't know. Right. Some people know. are very emotional. Some people close off their emotions and become stone. Right. So it just depends on the person. Yeah. There's no way any... It's such a... That's such a... It's just... Yeah. There's no way to tell why someone's not going to want to close. Like, you don't no. know how you're going to react in that situation. You just yeah. don't. Yeah. So... And it's heartbreaking mm-hmm. because that was his real reaction mm-hmm. and he knows that in real, time. Yeah. in real time and people are picking it apart. Why are they picking it apart? So what do they think happened? <clears throat> I'm going to get to that, <laughs> but not right now. Okay. So I want to tell you a little bit about Betsy's body, Okay. how it was found, how the crime scene was found. Okay. So as I had said, she was on the living room floor. From what could be seen, her arms were cut, or her wrists were cut, pretty much. Um, The knife was actually in her neck. It was kind of like stabbed into the side of her neck and then left there. Okay. I don't know if those kids could be heard on the recording, but if so... They're Sorry, our windows outside. are open and there's kids screaming outside. It's warm in the it's warm in the pot pod. It's warm. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and she was battling cancer, so she did struggle with mm. a little bit of depression and did struggle with suicidal thoughts. So this naturally. Right, naturally. Of course, if you're faced with something as grand as the end of your life, yeah. it's going to question it's going to make you question a lot of things and it's going to cause a lot of anxiety so totally understandable and russ knew about this yeah so he thought oh my gosh she actually went through with this oh god that's awful so in that phone call he says oh my gosh my wife killed herself and everybody's like why did you think that blah 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 so that's like kind of how his nine walls one call is picked out more picked apart even more yeah also, something that was noted when the investigators arrived on scene mm-hmm. was her body was already in rigor mortis. Okay. And a lot of the blood had already dried to a certain extent. Like, the blood was dark, so it had already begun drying. Mm-hmm. It was clear she had already been, there. been murdered Ugh. two hours before Okay, she had been found. So, in her autopsy, it was discovered that, yes, indeed, she had... Uh, past two hours previously she had been murdered two hours previously luckily we do think that her heart stopped kind of early on in the process because it is found that there were about 55 stab wounds in her that were done post-mortem so she was attacked she had a heart attack and then whoever was attacking her kept going but something interesting about all of these stab wounds is they were very uniform. So not, they weren't very, you know, if, if something is frenzied, there's going to be... Ones that are deep, mm, ones that are shallow, right. ones that are sideways, ones that are... Yeah, the, yeah. the sideways, you know, kind mm. of even mm-hmm. ra- jagged in right. the... Sta- you know what I'm saying? So mm. these were all very kind of methodical mm-hmm. and uniform all that kind of business, so they could tell that, and that was kind of weird. The knife that was in her neck, was that the same knife that was used to make the stab wounds? I believe so. Okay. Yes, I believe okay. so. Okay. Yeah. That would make sense, but like, right, just I think so. out of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. weird curiosity. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know why there wouldn't be another one. Yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah, it's there. Gotta be. It's gotta be. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So back to Russ really quick. You know, so he comes home. He sees this horrible sight. He calls nine one one. Obviously, you know, he's the husband. He has to be looked at. His side has to be explored. So he goes down to the station thinking it's going to be a routine questioning. And he ends up being there for ten and a half hours straight. And we're going to have to leave you guys wondering what happens next. I... Daphne, I'm here. I am actually cutting this episode in half because it was so long. Uh, I'm at my house editing right now, and Velma has given me the okay to split this up into two parts. We've had a pretty chaotic here, and we just wanted to get some content out for you guys. So the rest of this story will be up next week. And this whole Pam situation might even end up being more than three parts. We'll see how the next recording session goes and how long we end up talking for. You know, we are not exactly succinct. But thanks for listening. We'll catch up with you next week and I'll tell you about everything that happens with the trial and with Russ. And we hope you stay dangerous.